Hey, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode, we interview Mike and Megan Fox. So you'll hear their story, and the reason this is pretty cool is uh, we've been working together with them for eight years now, and um, I hope I'm right on that. I think it was, if I'm remembering correctly, it was about eight years anyway. And uh, Mike DeZormo on the Rockstar team here has been their coach through the whole time, and you'll hear kind of their story together, how they've worked. And this is really cool for us because... It's real Canadians. Uh, you'll hear Mike and Mary, uh, Mike and Megan's story. They live in Barrie, Ontario, and how they got started in real estate invest- investing. Um, some of the successes, some of their stories, and the challenges that they've had. I mean, this is really what it's all about. This is real estate investing. It's not like some easy thing that's uh, always a, a glorious thing to be a real estate investor. There's definitely challenges, but there's also great successes with it, especially when the equity and appreciation start kicking in. And we talk about that during this podcast. So they also bring up um, the book that they got from us many years ago that started this whole thing off from them. We actually have three different books now, if you're interested in um Mike bought it on Amazon because he didn't want to give us his email address, but uh, um, that's all changed since then. So you don't have to buy it. We have digital copies at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. You can get uh, uh, the digital versions of those books. The one he's talking about specifically on this podcast is Income for Life for Canadians, and you can get a free copy of it at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. Um, and there's also Canadian real estate investing lessons from the streets there. And maybe one that's like our best kept secret, which is the Your Life, Your Terms book, The Steps Canadians Are Taking to Live Life on Their Terms. That's a book where every chapter is written by a different investor that we've worked with sharing their journey, their real estate investing journey. And I think if you are looking to uh, maybe convince your spouse or business partner that real estate might be something interesting to you, that book has actually done the best job of anything to convince someone else to invest with you because they read all the different stories and it kind of, um, some of that hits home and, uh, if you, if you think that could be beneficial to you, you can get a digital copy of that book at rockstartnursecircle.com forward slash books. So with that, let's get started with Mike and Megan. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, so we're going, we actually have two celebrity, we just discovered there's two, we didn't know we were going to have two Hollywood celebrities here, but Michael Fox, is your full name, first name Michael? I imagine. Yes. Michael Fox is here, and Megan Fox is here. So uh, welcome guys, straight from Hollywood. That's right. <laughs> so now we're joking. You. Thank you for having so us. So Mike DeZormo, yeah, so Mike Fox and Megan Fox are here uh, with us today, and Mike DeZormo is here with us, and Mike, w- uh, um, Mike was just pointing out that your names are basically Hollywood celebrity names. I didn't even make the connection at all. Do you guys get that? All the time. Do you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I even okay. have the same birthday as her. Do you? Yeah. She's two years younger, but. Wow. <laughs> and um, your daughter is here with us as well. How old is she? She'll be one on April 5th. And Mike, you're holding, th- this is a sign that you're going to have more kids because you're holding oh, her. Yeah. Actually, she's yeah. leaving you right now. <laughs> so if you hear, uh, if you hear Abigail in the background, that's what's going on. And uh, your other daughter is how old? Three. She, uh, Three. Got it. And how are you guys? Uh, I don't know. I remember in that stage, I was just our family. I don't know. Carol and I, I think we're in a fog. I told Mike, I was telling Mike DeZormo this. I said, you know, when we had kids, 
um, our beach vacations ended up changing where I didn't fall asleep on the beach for about a decade because, you know, we would go onto the beach and then I would be paranoid where the kids were and that they were safe. And I literally beach vacations didn't become really relaxing at all. And just a couple of years ago, so my son's now 50, turning 16 next month. Just a couple of years ago at the beach, I finally fell asleep again and I, th- and I woke up and you know, in that panic when you wake up, like, oh my gosh. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, how did you, so let's get started. How did you guys get, why did you guys decide what? crazy thought went through your brain to decide that you guys were going to buy as some kind of investment real, real estate was the first piece of investment real estate with rockstar and with mike desormo and that yes yes what was the crazy thought like what we we wanted to invest in real estate and um we had identified that as as the vehicle we wanted to use and um we were trying to figure out how to do it um we were researching online and and we found you guys so then we start when you found us. We started stalking you until no end until you came here. Oh, Did you no. live in Barrie? We went pretty quickly after yeah, we found yeah. you. We he read the book. Oh, that's then not I normal. I read the book. We I were on bought vacation. the book. You bought the book. He didn't want to put book. in his, his. You know email how many people? <laughs> You're. I'm the guy. We get that. No, we we get that not often. But Tim Hong on our team also did the same thing. He's like, I knew you guys were going to just spam me to no death. Yeah. So I got you. I bought your book on Amazon, and I'm like, yeah, yeah you really got us. <laughs> you really got. But actually, I think we lose, or uh, we might be making money. I think we were losing a dollar every time we sold a book on Amazon or something like that. <laughs> but uh, so you bought the book. I bought the book because I didn't want to type my name into the box. So, so <laughs> if you're listening to this, uh, Mike's talking about our Income for Life for Canadians book that's been around for so long now that we give away free digital copies, but we do sell the hard, uh, the hard uh, paperback copies uh, on Amazon. So you bought the book, and then were you guys, what was your relationship at that point? Because this is how many years ago now? Um, this is uh, 2009. Are you guys... Uh, we were not married. Not married at this point. Correct. Did, you're, yeah, we're, we're we got engaged. married the next year, yeah. so... We were engaged. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. And then, so you came to Rockstar, found us, and then you got introduced to uh, Mike Desormo right away, first day, uh, the quick start class. Yeah. Yeah. Fast yeah, start class. Fast we start, still call yeah. it that. And and then what? Out to look for properties right away too. Like what? How does it? Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I don't get it. Like why did you guys? Why were you so eager? Most people are not that eager. We uh, we made a th- spreadsheet. We already had our spreadsheet, so we knew we were good. We yeah, met yeah. Mike. At our house, and then... What do you mean your spreadsheet? Your spreadsheet of your financial goals, or... Um, That's right. I came to your house for that yeah. first meeting, didn't I? That was I? back yeah. when the house was... Different. Different, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you guys are engineers by trade, right? Is mm. that... Both of us, yeah. yeah. You're both engineers? So yeah. we love you, are, you are like our hardest. Yeah. yeah, you are like our hardest investors to deal with because you will pull out a spreadsheet for everything and calculate everything. And Nick and I are more of the type. Yeah, this looks like it's pretty good. Like, I don't know why you need to go to that detail to figure this out. We do that for sure. We do it. So yeah, you we had. Still some, do it. OK, so you had some spreadsheet with uh, some financial goals. Real estate was going to be the vehicle. Yes. You meet mm-hmm. Mike DeZormo. Then you you yeah. go to their house to yeah, see the we spreadsheet. Yeah, sat down. I remember this now. They, yes. what, how, what they said? Hey, I want to. I want you to see our spreadsheet. No, I don't. <laughs> think I, don't I don't know if we showed them. We probably did. We probably <laughs> did. We probably asked if our spreadsheet was yeah. like on track. <laughs> yeah, is this right? There's 17 pages of calculations. Yeah. Are we doing them right? <laughs> and then what? You check the math. And then what? You started looking for properties. Yeah, right away. Where yeah. was the first property? Barry, two blocks from home. Yeah, <laughs> no way. Right around the literally much. on the way to work. Do you remember how much you paid for it? Two fifty. And you thought you overpaid. Yes, probably. Yes, <laughs> everyone always because that's everyone always thinks they overpay. Two fifty was our number. And what yeah. for for 
four houses for the well, first four or five around, houses yeah, around you guys got yeah. lucky 250 i know what's that what's that just out of curiosity what's that property worth about now i well we ended up putting some money into it uh, a couple years later so i would guess maybe around 500 but if we at least yeah got if it. we hadn't have upgraded it uh maybe for 70 480 okay so it could be like a 50 percent real estate correction to go back to the purchase price again i, I feel like yeah pretty close wow mm-hmm. okay got it and uh, now like how many properties that were we doing roughly a year would you say over that over that time our first property we did that one and then we got married a couple months later so we did that for that year and then we did um was it two the next year and then four the year after that and just to be clear you guys run a busy schedule like yes. just prior to us meeting you weren't, weren't married yet then you get married now yeah, then you bought uh, then Lola came into your life, your dog. Yeah, big. What, what, what's the breed of your dog again? King Corso. Yeah, massive dog, very scary dog. Super now, friendly. Now Sweetheart. two children, mm-hmm. and your Lily and Abigail. Their ages are so we got three and a half and yeah. almost one. Traveling for business. Not so much anymore, but Not, I used okay. to do a lot of traveling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I used Meg to too. as well. Yeah. yeah. Just I, I think it's important because a lot of people think they're too busy. <laughs> oh yeah, we were calling. I think our our first house, no, first or second. Um, I was calling people from my hotel room in Mexico while I was working. Like tenants, so you I mean? was calling no, uh, um, prospective tenants. Yeah. Like I was returning okay. the phone calls um, on Skype. Yeah. Now you guys have always been awesome at filling your properties and with good tenants. Almost always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the amount of properties that you guys have, yeah, something's bound to happen eventually. But uh, oh, what do you think? Like, why are you so good at this? Like, and, and just out of curiosity, what property count are you at now? So right now we um, own nine investment properties. Sorry, we look after nine investment properties. Two of them are joint ventures with my brother. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, but you guys have had more, right? We we had we, we were we up sold to four. We sold no five five the, the, through wow. the rent to own through right? rent to own. Wow. Um, most of them last year. So you've been through like 14 different properties almost, Correct. something like that. Correct. Holy smokes. Okay. And then you roped your brother in. Did you say brother or brother-in-law? Brother. Brother? Okay. You roped your brother into it? Yes. Yeah, cool. And our sister-in-law, Val, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Got it. Got it. And uh, and then, yeah, what, what call, you know how many people have called tenants from out of country? Like, that's a story that we've heard <laughs> multiple times. You got to do what it takes. But to Mike's point, how do you... You've. Uh, it sounds like you've mostly had good experience with tenants. It's. I can't wait to hear about the not so good experience. We'll share that in a second. But how do you? What is it? Yeah. Personal relationship or like going back? You've not only have you been able to fill your properties in quick fashion, but uh, also you've had tenants refer other tenants. Yes, we have. You, we've had, had tenants m- drop out of the program and, and come, come back. back yeah. So you mean somebody doing a rent to own, then saying, I'm not going to buy for whatever reason, either not Correct. able or not wanting to buy, and then leave and then say, get me another property? Yes. Wow. Yeah, no, that's, that's one, a testament just to Just one time. You know, but still, that's a testament to how you guys yeah. have managed the whole situation. Yeah. So it's definitely a personal relationship. I mean, we take the time to get to know people. Um, we visit every tenant twice a year. Uh, on unscheduled visits we come with an inspection checklist and um but then we sit down and we talk and and we try to have a relationship with everybody cool and then that's for and are you doing mostly rent to own properties now or do you have a mix of properties right now turned into straight rentals yes so Uh, yeah we do have some that turned into straight rentals that they were rent to own 
Got like it. the tenant yeah, is t- still our rent to own tenant. Oh, who's they now a straight rent tenant. Okay, they decided, hey, I'm not going to buy the property. I'll go into a straight rental relationship with you guys. That still works for you guys as investors. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so right Do now, you, it's there's three rent owns out of the nine. Wow. And the cash flow, Mike, were you working with them to find a certain number of cash? Like, what was the original thing? Like, we need each property to have a, you, most people start off with like, I need this property to make this much money a month. That's how most people start out. Is that how you guys were thinking? Um, that was part of it. Roughly, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, again, we're engineers and we have a spreadsheet. So um, we were looking at, uh, at the monthly cash flow as well as the, you know, the end of the deal on the rent to own term and, and what the total profit would be. Did Mike have to sell you on the concept of the whole rent-to-own strategy? No. I the think book your book that. sold us. Huh? We were like, oh, really? yeah, we need to do this. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. And then, Mike, what did you do? You just hunted properties? Yeah. Just meet up. And all the properties are in Barrie. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we have. We can talk about the, the family home after. But, uh, yeah, all, all your investment properties, we just chose Barrie. And yep. on the first one, how were you coaching Mike and Megan? Like, did you guide them through? I guess you had read some of our material, maybe. Did you did you did you help guide them? I think you guys are always great on the phone. Like if I called to just to check up to see how you guys were doing, whether you're filling your property or just to see how you guys are doing, and you do the same. If a tenant reached out to you and you had a question, you'd call me. Like we were always good with our, yeah. Our communication. Mm-hmm. Mike was a huge help to us, and we we called. doesn't Mike we, freak you out when you start working with him? We feel like he's a superstar. Absolutely. Oh yeah, we think so too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when it went, and I mean, went freak out in a good way. Like I cannot believe this guy is really this nice and this helpful. Is yeah. this some kind mm-hmm. of act? You know, but you realize it's really him. We, we, it really we, is. We him. used to joke and say, you know, anything we needed to know the answer to, just call Mike. Call Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I tell everyone who doesn't know Mike, I'm like, he's the kind of guy. Once you meet him once, he will give you the shirt off his back, a thousand dollars, and the keys to his car if you need it. You know, after one yeah. day of meeting him, you know, so that's cool. So, and then, uh, how many properties within the first year? Just one the first year. Okay. Got married, took a little break, yeah. decided it was okay. And yeah. then I think it was two the second year the, for the third year. Well, the second one, we found a house hunter at that. Oh. When we filled that property, we had somebody that was interested and we, got them as a house hunter how did you guys do that mike are you helping out with that well they did that on their own in but, regards to huh. getting that extra lead yeah so the property we we always tried when we were showing a house to leverage it into another house um meaning that if if we had and in the beginning it was like this two or three people interested uh we would pick the best one put them in that house and then send somebody out to find another house uh, sign them up get a deposit Send them out with Mike to shop for another property. Yeah. We did that. We always keep showing. If we fill the house and we get the first and last or even whatnot, we we still we sort of use that house as a as a show house to Smart. try to get another yeah. house. So you're owner. leveraging that property to find other leads that you can then buy another property for and put them in that property before you even close on the deal, you have the tenant. Absolutely. And yeah. and we've done that three or four times and I mean it's it's a lot less work for us. We, we literally send them out with Mike and they shop, they find something they like. Mike calls us. We're there in 15 minutes. So this is all going too smoothly. What was the first major, <laughs> Mike, I'm sure you got a call from them with the first major panic. What was it? I think the best one that I recall There's a is, panic here somewhere. Yeah, there's a panic there's story a here. Panic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> this is all sounding so great. Yeah. It's, a, you know, is <laughs> a call. I think it was on a Sunday. I can't even remember, but it's like, Mike, I'm like, yeah. 
We have a sinkhole in our front lawn oh at one of God, our rentals. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think I asked, well, how far does it go down? And I think you said, can't tell. Yeah. Like, it goes down far. Oh, yeah. A guy from the city came out and stood in the hole and put a six-foot shovel down from where he was standing up to his chest and didn't find the bottom. Wow. <laughs> so what, uh, and so it was, uh, how wide was it? It was only uh, about two or three feet. But then it the was top. long. And then it kind of went sideways. And you guys are engineers. You could kind of just figure that out. You know, <laughs> throw a little gravel in there. You well, so, so we had some extra. I, I had just put a, a bathroom in the basement at our house. And I conveniently had a big pile of broken concrete in the backyard. So you jammed it. Oh, right. so pile of concrete, truck. big hole. Yeah. Borrowed a sense. truck. Because what are you doing? That's a, does the city have any guidance for it? Was it on your property or the city property? They gave us a pylon to put on it. Yes, they gave us a pylon. Yeah. Because I guess it's on your property, right? So it's really your problem. We asked everybody that we could think of to ask what to do, and they just said fill we got, it. We got no, nobody said anything. They just said, "Wow, that's crazy." Mike, um, did you? What did you say? He said, "Wow, that's crazy." <laughs> 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 um, and then you filled it with the broken concrete from this uh, renovation, and then put some gravel and top some topsoil, and planted some grass. Is it ever come back? Um, we sold that house about two years ago to a rent-owned tenant, not the original, the second got rent-owned it, tenant got we it. put in there, and um, we've never heard that it's come back. Yeah, yeah, got it. Wow. I feel like he would have called. He would call okay. us. Okay, I think he would have called. Call <laughs> I think most investors get panicked on financing as well. Did you guys ever have a situation where the bank was like, day before closing, week before closing, hey man, you know what, you need to cough up this paperwork? Did that, has that all gone smoothly for you guys? Um, we've had a couple where. Know, it was the last couple of days and we, we had not had final confirmation yet and we were getting a little nervous but nothing too crazy i think paperwork sometimes you always need to keep giving more and more the 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 last one that we did i had to send so much stuff and i think because we have so much now that they just want all this extra information. Yeah, and you know what? We just had Dave Butler in here for a podcast like this, and he was just talking. We were just talking about how the banks over the years have really just clamped down. So when you guys started, it wasn't that it was easy, but it was much easier than it is now. Yeah, right? and the last uh, the last house that we bought in Megan's name uh, was after she had stopped working, uh, and we were actually able to obtain a mortgage. Um, Solely based on the rental income that she has from her properties, no, no. Yeah, um, good for you guys. Employment income. That's I also rare. I would say that there was a slight shock on that one, though, that we had to put thirty percent down instead of twenty. That's a shock. Yeah, there's a bit of a shock, <laughs> um, and, and, and we didn't really find that out until the last minute. Yeah, yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick and I, we, we've been working on a commercial property for Rockstar's new home, and the measurements of the property came in different than the first floor plans, and we we didn't realize that in the we rent. We read over the agreement, but in a commercial agreement, there's this clause that says basically the floor plan could change up to a certain percentage, and of course, it changes. It changed up to the max percentage, and this has been uh, costing us. Uh, I'll just say several hundreds of thousands of dollars extra that we had not planned for. That is like wow. You know, our problem before when we were in our twenties was like an extra five thousand dollars when we had to pay for land transfer and the lawyer and like, what do you mean you have to pay for land transfer tax? You know, oh, so the yeah. problems just seem to get bigger and more exponential as you kind of go along. But uh, cool. So you you guys have what other what, what, uh, any other kind of issues or problems that have come up? Yeah. So we have had um, two situations where uh, the house sustained some damage. 
So, so from tenants. from tenants. Oh, this is everyone's worst nightmare. So what did you guys go? Yeah. Like, so the first one. Um, is this the tenants while they were still living in there or when they moved out? Um, mm. After we, we evicted both of those tenants. Okay. Um, so the first one started with uh, our doorbell ringing about 10 o'clock one night. I opened the door and it was the police. And um, we didn't have any kids yet. Yeah. And I said, uh, honey, there's somebody at the door for you. Because <laughs> they, this the kind of situation where you just call me. Mike? You should just call Mike again. Yeah, Mike, there's police at the door. Yeah. Um, no, they asked for, for Meg by name. Um, and they had just arrested our tenant. No way. What was it? Uh, Oxy. He was drugs. selling Oxycontin. Oh, no way. Yeah. And so actually, what's they, that? Did they, you, is that uh, okay, so what happened? So he went to jail. And uh, the mistake we made was in letting his wife stay. But the policeman found our lease and he said he thought it was a fake one because it said Megan Fox owned the house. Oh, no way. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> your name, your names have caused all kinds of problems. This yeah. is great. So the problem. You're getting royalties from those Transformers movies. That's what you should be oh, getting. I should yeah, be. Yeah, 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 totally. Okay. So, so the problem was that um, uh, the wife, you know, pleaded with us that she didn't have a place to stay with her kids and uh, she just needed some time to find a new place. And could she stay just for. I think it was three months she asked for while she found a new place. And we said, okay. And we even lowered her rent a little bit from the rent to own program uh, to more of a straight rent price. Sure. Yeah. Um, so to continue paying the rent, um, she moved some of her husband's friends into the basement. Great. And uh, they didn't take care of the place. Got it. So damage, what, like, just. Uh, I, I think we spent about 15000 Okay. So I want to, you know, that was our first. Fixing the problems and cleaning and doing some improvements. And when it's an out. unexpected 15,000, those are the ones that hurt. Yeah. Okay, so a couple points on this. I just want to uh, make everyone clear. And, and Mike, I know we've chatted the, about this over the years. Anytime we've been, I want to say, lax with tenants, meaning that we should have evicted somebody and we should have been that firm parent like, hey, we would love to extend your lease or love this, but unfortunately, this is a business for us and it doesn't work. Anytime we've taken the attitude of like being kind of, quote unquote nice to people I know this sounds horrible it sounds horrible but we've always been taken advantage of almost 100% of the time in those situations same with us yeah that's been our experience yeah and now we are much more confident in just saying hey we would love to let you stay unfortunately we just play each other off bad cop good cop my brother's really just a you know the guy's a freaking asshole you know and he's just not going to he's not going to go for this unfortunately we you know would love to can't can't let it happen we you know? do that a bit now too. I would say. Yeah, we do. Um, you know. And we don't we don't take crap anymore. Yeah, we used to, um, you know, cut people some slack if they were a little late. Totally, rent. never we, we works. Don't, we don't do that anymore. Uh, people get an N one notice from us. And N four. N four, sorry, on the first day that they're late. Mike, are you like that with your properties? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you don't let any pretty long term, like long standing tenants. Um, yeah, and if they're long standing and they they miss rent a little bit, sure. Yeah, and give me the heads up. Hey, my paycheck's yeah, coming that's in. That's totally on different. Friday. Totally Can you give different. me a couple yeah, days. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we might yeah, do we something do. like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we now when we put a new tenant in a house, we we tell them right off the bat. We play by the book, and and uh, you know if if you're late, we're sorry, but you're going to receive this notice, and it's kind of ah. scary because the. Landlord tenant board says they, you know, that it says right across the top that this could lead to you being evicted, but those are the rules and we play by them. And it does sound, but you've also taken all the risks to go and buy the property. You've come up with the, come up, sorry, with the down payment. You've qualified for it. You've dealt with the Canadian banks. You've closed on the property. You've paid lawyers. So I'm not trying to say that, uh, 
you or any investor landlord is better than a tenant. Not at all. No. I just mean, this is a fair situation. I've done all this. You don't pay the rent on time. I'm going to serve you this notice. That's kind of how it works. And, and, and I just need to ask about the damage because that is literally the number one, I would say right up there if it's not number one on uh, aren't what's going to happen. I don't know if I'll survive if, uh, if tenants damage my property. So were you able to survive through this? Like, I know it's horrible, but looking back, would you have stopped investing over this whole situation? No. No. So... So can you share with everyone what you paid them? Is, is, is the property appreciated? Like, are you in the green on that property? We or? sold it. We, uh, we okay. Sold we one. sold it to uh, a, the next rent to own tenant that we put in. Okay. Went, uh, completed the program and, and purchased the house from us and bought it uh, last year. Okay. Um, so yeah, we absolutely came out in the green. Cool. And then go, sorry, Mike. Yeah. Uh, just going back to the relationships and talking about tenants. I got to know how this one happened. Because apparently, one a, a doula is one of your tenants, correct? Oh yes, she okay. she was, was she was my was, doula. Okay, God, it was your doula. Because I got to tell you, like, from having our, our our child Uriah and having a doula, there's not much time you're spending with this doula other than when you're in labor. Tell everyone what so, a doula is, right. so okay. everyone's on the same page. Here. <laughs> I'll let Meg Meg describe. Okay, so um, a birth doula is someone who comes, and once you're in labor, um, they. They'll help you with techniques of if you're in pain, they might give you suggestions or they might push on your back or if they know essential oils, some of them are really good with birth tubs and, and stuff like that. So it's more if you're, if you're trying to have a more natural birth. Um, and then the doula can also help you after you have the baby. They'll help you with um, breastfeeding because that's not always very easy right away. Um, as well as just making sure that you have everything that you need. I guess. So basically this is a different birth coach. And, this and is we different. asked Mike, but he, he was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Mike wasn't interested. Can in you imagine handing your business card, Mike? <laughs> Mike, real estate sales representative. And I help investors with the properties. Also, I'm a doula. <laughs> but is this different than uh, what's what's. Uh, oh, midwife. You're midwife. That's different. Midwife is a medical. Um, person. medical. Oh, so okay. she would she or he, I guess, um, would would help you with. Um, actually delivery giving, delivery yeah yeah okay i never got to that part yeah, yeah. before so now <laughs> okay. you weren't okay. talking about the the whole rental situation while in giving birth right no so she not. she became <laughs> our so actually we should have realized because she actually told us a week before i was due that she was going on vacation um the our, week our that i was coach. due our doula oh jeez so she actually wasn't at my labor I'm um, not connecting the dots. Where was she going on vacation? I know. It's like um, my due date has not changed. So pretty sure she's a little bit unreliable, I guess, should have been the tick box for us. And then, and, and then she became a tenant of yours? Yes. yes. So a year, a year later, she reached out to me and said that she was looking for a place. And did we have anything? And actually, we had our second um, slightly cata catastrophic house that we were in the middle of finishing. So there was right. like half floors and half half walls done and I took her to see it and she wanted it and so we didn't even have any downtime other than when we were fixing the property because you had her lined up we had to her lined in. up is she still a tenant of yours no no okay you're both shaking your head that seems like a firm no and she would no. also yeah. not be a doula. <laughs> Mike just looked at me and said, yeah, that's a firm no <laughs> um, yeah got it okay unreliable turned out to be the case yeah yeah interesting right are you are you guys both in the corporate world um 
I was. We you're were no longer. You're, Mike, you're not anymore. I am. You are. Okay. Because I just found that when I was in the corporate world and then I started working on like rental properties and stuff, it was very different dealing with tenants moving into properties because mm. I was used to in the corporate world engaging with people and having like a quote unquote kind of semi-professional relationship, you know, like mm. people be late sending emails and stuff like this, but not like lying to my face about like rent or their situation and me buying it hook line and sinker right like buying the whole story mm-hmm. that was a whole getting into real estate opened this whole world of dealing with people in a different light to me because i was always just back then even i think a person of my word like if i told you i was going to do something i was going to do something yeah and so when people told me tom you know what rent's going to be late this month but I, they were feeding me lines and i didn't realize it looking back i felt so naive i, I felt so naive yeah you know uh, we've learned i think a lot. we were too we've learned a lot yeah yeah you guys um i think our rides together. You, you shared some quite interesting stories. I think you're entrepreneurial by heart, although you're corporate. Um, you think outside the box. Uh, can you share the story about the gentleman with the uh, the device with the nickels? Can you share that story? Oh yeah, Marty. Whoa. Oh yes. <laughs> so that he could sort the that. silver. Remember? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I have a friend who was into uh, collecting silver, investing in silver, and I like uh, this. <laughs> came up with a machine to sort silver nickels from. This is brilliant. From regular this is nickels, brilliant. nickel nickels. Yeah, because the value and, um, of the, nick, the the silver content in the nickels worth more than five cents. And so he would go to the bank and get rolls of nickels, take them home, take and them apart, them? run them through his machine, and then roll them back up and take them back to the bank. No. Yeah. Did he ever find silver nickels? Yeah. But was it, I wonder how much he had to go through to make any money I, I, I on that. I think a lot. Yeah, I think a lot. <laughs> but he would just be working from home and he would just keep filling his machine as he was working. Yeah. Eventually, the bank cut him off of buying yeah, no of more nickels. nickels. <laughs> no more nickels for you. Maybe. I love this Wasn't story. Wasn't the value something like a dollar twenty-seven per five like cent? Yeah. yeah. Is this a tenant of yours too? No, this this was a oh, coworker. Uh, oh, got yeah. it, got it. Yeah, cool, cool. So, and then now, are you guys like done at buying? Pro- are you like okay? We've re- have you have you done more than you thought you've been able to? Did you always think you were going to get to this many properties? Are you happy? With ten, the, w- ten was the goal that we set after. That's a big goal. After having met you guys, um, huh. that was kind of the goal that we set for ourselves. Before we had our first baby, we wanted 10. Yep. And we didn't quite hit that mark before. But it was no, really but, close. No, but no, we, we did. Very, very, very close. We, we hit seven properties, then we got pregnant, and then we got three more. Crazy. So by the time Lil was born, we had 10. And then I remember another big goal after that was, okay, get the phone call, and it's like, Mike, <laughs> we want a 10-acre property. We want a house on that property, and we want a stream running through it. Yep. Find it. <laughs> and this is in the Barry area as yeah. well? Yeah. We, within 20 uh, minutes uh, yes. of Mike's work. I drew a, uh, there's a great map the County of Simcoe has that uh, is online. Uh, it displays MLS information, and you can draw on it. So I used Google Maps to draw a 30-minute radius around work, and every morning I would look for new properties that popped up on the map. And you guys ultimately found one? We did. And where are you guys in that property? Is that what you're talking about before? Yeah. We oh, should be ahead. in it, but we're not yet. Renovations? Renovation. So it the property we found was the property is perfect. The house was small. Got it. Um, so we decided to go for it uh, and put on an addition. Um, oh, cool. And we hit some <laughs> You guys are pretty fearless. <laughs> <laughs> we sort of increased our initial budget yes yes um, <laughs> it, we, we've had some regulatory snags with the property um, got it 
not the least of which is we had to move the main transmission line, uh, hydro transmission line. Oh no, did you? Oh yeah. Oh my God, who's paying for that? You guys, that's you. Yeah, we had to pay for that. Yeah. Um, the hydro was able to produce an easement document from 1944, uh, and they paid thirty dollars to run uh, six poles and a thousand feet of line across what was then a vacant field and is now four meters from our house and you can't do any construction within five meters of the transmission oh, line. Oh man. Jeez. Has that already been done or is that in it's process? Done. It's, it's done. done. So where are you, have you added the addition yet? They will break ground as soon as the ground thaws. So when do you think you'll be in? Hopefully beginning of August. Well, but or Where are you living now? Same place we've been living this whole time. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So are you going to sell that house then? No, we're going to turn it into a duplex and rent it. You are, eh? Yes, we are. We recently okay. made a phone call to Mike. Yeah, yeah. Mike's gotten random phone calls from you guys. Mike, it's not a sinkhole. We don't need you as a doula, but here's the deal. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah. cool. And so we're we're thinking of doing a a duplex. Um, More regulatory stuff. We're we're uh, following up on there. Um, Barry's a little sticky on some of the rules. Does Barry have its second suite kind of stuff all published right now? They do. They do. Right. Okay. They do. So you're just kind of working through that. Yeah. Because your property co- a little bit of a the, the house yeah. is old, and so there's so the a basement. Of, there's a headroom problem in one area of the basement. What about parking? Parking is awesome. Parking. You can make it. Yeah. Okay. Our, our lot is huge. Actually, we could oh. split. Mm. The backyard, and it would still be bigger than most people's backyard. Did you guys buy that property when you got first got married? I bought that property uh, on my you, own. Oh um, wow! Before pre Meg, pre Meg, got it. Cool. Um, and, and again, that house is a little small for us, and we're really looking forward to getting out of it. But um, it's been a great place, and it'll make a great duplex if we can get past just a, a couple of hurdles. How do you guys look at your portfolio now? Do you guys look at it as like a cash flow thing or an equity thing? Like how do you guys look at the prop the property portfolio that you guys have? I would say both because we want cash flow, but we also want down the road, um, or even now still equity because we can refinance and get line of credit and sort of play with it that way and do more things that we want to do. What are you more surprised by? The cash flow you've been able to generate or the equity? Oh, equity. Equity, yeah. mm-hmm. It's so funny. Like we always talk with people like you need to find properties that pay for themselves. However painful it is, you got to get strategic, whether it's going to be doing a second suite or rent to own, um, you know, whatever you're going to do to make it cash flow because you need to survive a market correction. Yes. Right. Right. And what, but long term, everyone always forgets about that. Once the equity snowball begins to build, it builds nicely. Mm-hmm. And you guys have been in this now. Is it ten, how many years? Uh, eight. We said eight years. eight years. So you guys have picked up a good size of uh, appreciation. Your mortgages, some of them have been paying down for eight years now. Some of the original ones. Yep. Um, so that's the that's a big money changer. The yep. equity, right? But the cash flow is important because, you know, let's face it. There's going to be another real estate correction. And you need to ride those out. How do you guys feel about that? You're just going to call Mike? Yeah, we're going to call Mike. Yeah. yeah. We're very conscious of that. Yeah. Um, and so how do we're you We're a little guys... conservative. So we want to make sure. What does that mean, conservative to you? you oh. Do, is it like would... your properties have to cash flow by a certain amount or you just don't extract equity from them? What? Right. So I guess in our spreadsheet, yeah. we would say, just say numbers if, um, if interest rates were 3.5. We'd maybe put four in there and see what that would do. Got it. And we'd play okay. with it and stress depending test. what the So you're playing worst case we, scenario. Yeah, kind I guess of thing. we'd stress test it. Um, and then if we if we did get a refinance, um, we would typically keep the mortgage the amount that it already was and then get a line of credit that we can Smart. Access or not access. Access or not access. Yeah, yeah. Currently we 
we'll be accessing it for the farm we call it our, our new place out in oro yeah and that's how all of us have kind of continued to build portfolios you access equity through different credit lines on properties and you kind of roll it forward to your own comfort level yeah right and and so we've um you know we've cycled through in, in the beginning when we uh you know first achieved that 10 house milestone we, we were leveraged pretty hard um and that built its way down and and now that we've bought this property and we're renovating we're we're starting to leverage it um it's funny nowhere you, near where we were yeah but you're leveraging it a bit again it's funny yeah. you kind of go through seasons of life right where you need to do that or want or choose to do that yeah uh, recently we had uh, one lady who was successful on the rent home program with you and she bought out she qualified she now owns the home and then she referred her son in who we helped find a property that's right, that's right. Yeah. do you mind sharing uh, for instance like what her buyout and what that property would have been worth when she bought you out because that was quite sure. recent right yeah so um we bought that property again for two hundred fifty thousand, and uh it was the second property the so second that was property. probably 2010 but we had some capital um because we had to oh, um yeah. connect the sewer that's right so there was another 10 or twelve thousand. yeah uh, right after we bought it and then uh, we sold that house to the tenant after five years so they we extended their program wow. twice okay and we sold it to them for three mike speaking to the mic 350 so maybe okay. around yeah. 350 around i would say yeah. okay. so they so were able to buy a little under market value yeah um, i would say a little the, uh, the, what was the market value of the house i'm scared to ask probably because we were doing time. it by each year it still it did jump Within yeah. that one, maybe, Pro maybe three nineties yeah. or okay. four hundred. Four this was, it was before the real before yeah, they yeah, really yeah. took yeah. off. Okay. So, um, and then uh, yeah, about a year later, she came along and said her son was uh, interested in the rent to own program, and uh, he's in a house now in in rent to own. You guys, are, yeah, good for you guys, man. Holy smokes, that's rare. And, yeah. and actually, the uh, the cousin of the son is uh, is talking to us now. Mike, you, you, I mean, Mike, you've yeah. done a lot of, worked with a lot of investors. What is it about the, what, what are you That's, seeing? Yeah, I tried to pull out of them earlier and I'm having a tough time. All I yeah, got was two meetings that they sit down <laughs> with and we yeah. just uh, develop relationships. Nate giving but birth, talking to her doula. No. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, you guys, I, I, I think, you know, you may be taking it for granted of how good you guys are with relationships with your tenants in regards to filling and then managing those relationships as well. Like Mike, you mentioned earlier that you draw that line in the sand and right from the get go, it's like, Hey, if you're late with rent, I'm going to serve you the N one and four, sorry, you called it N one. Now it's, it's <laughs> contagious, but that's great. Like you're setting the precedence. So there's, there's no surprise. Rent comes in late. It is a business and uh, you, you can't carry, you know, multiple mortgages. So they, they get served the N four, but at the same time, you have these tenants referring other tenants. And there was a reason, I think recently we almost had another tenant that we were going to go look for a house, right? Yeah. Like yeah. What, what was uh, the deal there? And was that going to be a regular rental or a rent-to-own? Uh, that was going to be a rent-to-own. Um, and uh, that was another referral from... <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> from, from Rodney, which was the son of our oh, first buyout. Fantastic. Um, so that was his... Um, girlfriend's friend I believe um, everything went well but in the end they just didn't ha make enough money to be Got able it. to yeah. qualify to purchase a, a home in Barrie yeah and that that's you know smart right like you, we just can't help everyone like right. maybe the circumstance isn't great today but maybe in the future as long as you guys do what you're doing keep, keeping those relationships going they may circle back like we had that one couple that uh, 
didn't they moved right like they started off in the rent zone then they moved they left the country left they, the country. they yeah. split up one of them, one of them left, left the country. country got it he came back they got back together and contacted us okay so just going back they lost their down payment they lost their credits right yes. they right. forfeited it yes and then they came back and said like how did how did that conversation go and how many years later one or two years later a year know. and a half or two okay. so simona called me and said she was um our tenant and she asked if we still happened to have that house over on Port. and Which we didn't. We had just rented it out. We still have it, but right. we had just rented it out like literally a month before. But what? Okay, sorry to cut you off here. But wasn't there something interesting with that house where somebody again came out from out east or out west? I showed them the property. Oh, yes. They yeah. had they had given us a deposit, I think, sight unseen. And we've done that at least like, twice. Did they not even meet you? They had not met us. They met you. Okay. They met you because we were in Mexico. Yeah. And we asked if you could could meet them. Right. So oh, they met you first. And there was something to do with the key. The key. And I couldn't get into the house. And so we had to. What I think. The heck was that? I can't remember if I yeah. had to call or you call. You called a, a locksmith, locksmith for that's us. That's right. So you just you broke into their house, Mike. Yeah, yes. No, no. So did did you own that house? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, we own that. We own that house. Was there a tenant? Thankfully, they owned it, Mike. Otherwise, you're breaking <laughs> into someone else's. Like, yeah, true. No, like like you had a tenant in there prior that left. That was yes. Actually, okay. that was Mike and Simona that circled oh, back to us. Okay. Okay. So they left. They left. Um, why did I think I was going to get them into this house, or why did you think I was going to get this tenant into the house when you guys are in Mexico? No. Well, they Where, they contacted us. No, but I mean, where's the key? Oh, I th something happened with the key. I don't not. Was I can't it? remember what happened. No, 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 no. Okay, so oh, I think that the inside garage door was supposed to be oh, unlocked. Oh, that's But right. it was one of those ones where it locks itself. Got like it. When you when you come out. Got it. Got it. That was the deal. So we gave you Called the garage code, code, but it didn't get you. In Show the somebody the house who's never met you. Who's right. never met me before. They've already given you money. Yeah. Is that the I, or they I, waited I, till after that showing? Probably. I think he. Had this sounds given pure sketchy, money. guys. Yeah, I, I, know. Sketchy. I, know. I have to admit, but is that tenant still there? No. 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 Okay, that tenant's gone. That so tenant's gone, and that house it. we still own that house. And that's it's, a nice house. It's rented yes. now, uh, fairly long term. They've yeah, been there. they've been there two years now. Yeah. The, to the a, current tenant, a lovely family from Italy, which wow. is where we had our honeymoon. So it's kind of yeah. every time that we we go for our six month visit, I love right. it because they speak Italian and it's sort of it like you're in Italy you. for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, so sorry. So going back to um, the previous tenant that left the split up, then they came back. Yeah. That uh, the, someone calls you and says. She says, do you still have that house on yeah. Porit? And I said, oh, well, I, I actually just filled it last month. And um, she said, well, you know, Mike and I are back together. His name is Mike, too. Yeah. <laughs> of course <it> is. <laughs> Mike and I are back together, and we've been talking, and we'd like to do another rent to own with you. Do you have anything else available? Yeah. I said, no, but you can go out shopping with, with Mike again, because they'd gone shopping with you the first time. Right. I call yeah. it go shopping, house hunting. Yeah. So they, they went out with you again, and... Now they're still your tenants. Yes. And they're Correct. still our tenants. Awesome. Yeah. They're great. They also have a cane corso. That's right. Wow. Has this whole, you guys are like a testament to just going in and getting started and going with the flow and handling stuff. Has this been, it's usually way harder than you think. And you, sometimes you don't want to know how hard it's going to be mm. to handle stuff. Has it been harder for you guys than you originally? Cause I imagine the answer is going to be like, it was harder, but it's been all worth it. Is yes, that the case? That's right. I Overall mean, it's worth it for sure. There's been times that have been stressful and, um, and we're like, Oh God, what are we doing for a second? Yeah. And then it, and then it's all calm again. Yeah. Uh, there's those gets, waves, yeah. right? What gets you through that? Th those difficult times. 
You have to be saying to our something. spreadsheet. You guys are engineers. Yeah, yeah. your spreadsheet. <laughs> I don't think it's, our, it's a spreadsheet. Yeah. This is the path we're on. I mean, and, and and you know, but your colleagues and family, like I know your brother and sister-in-law are now involved, but most of your colleagues are thinking you're crazy at some point. Maybe you've doing yeah, this for yes. long enough now they've accepted it. Maybe, yeah. but most of the times in the first two to five years, you're insane. Yeah, Megan, you're insane, Mike. Uh, you have to fight through that too. Yeah, we we've heard all that, and because I'm sure your colleagues told you the real estate market was going to collapse. How many years now? Yeah, for eight years in a row, right? Right, and 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 we've had other friends tell us, you know, we're we're capitalist pigs sure. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're taking advantage of people yeah. and, and, all, and all those kind of things, which we're not. I mean, we, we, we uh, firmly believe we're giving people opportunities uh, when it comes to rent to own. Um, this, this is the path that we're on and, and it's the only one for us. You know, uh, we don't have a lot of other investments. We don't keep our money in RSPs. Um, like yourself, Tom, I'm a, a student of the economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And and this is the, we're still. We're for, a student for, of the economy out of necessity. Just probably like you, just yeah, trying to yeah, figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that came after real estate for yeah. me. Um, but, you know, we're absolutely convinced this is the best thing to do with our money. Yeah. So for us, there's really no other option except to. Mm-hmm. At some point, I found with some people, there'll be a tipping point where they accept what you're doing. Have some of your family or friends said, okay, you've been doing this for long enough. Can you tell me a little bit? And I find that usually comes after five years. Like, it's really, you've been doing this for some time. And they're finally like, um, they hit a piece of frustration in their life. some Something with their jobs, career, whatever it is. And they're like... Hey, Megan, Mike, can you guys, tell me again what you're doing? Can you, I just want to know, you know, where I said you were crazy, but it seems like it's working. Can you tell us, have you had that happen? Yeah. Yeah. A, a few people have, have. Doesn't that feel kind of strange that? when it goes full circle like that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I guess it's. I guess it's like an I told you so. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I told you I knew what I was doing. In that, <laughs> yeah. A little bit, but it also feels good to help them and guide them because now you have experience. And You've I love dealt talking. with the tent. Yeah. Yeah. Talking real estate is like. Totally. Me, so. You know, Nick always has this saying that like we be, we like real estate. Listen, we have this brokerage called Rockstar Real Estate. We're all working together with, you know, Mike and you guys and we're all this big team and we consider it like this big extended family kind of thing. But real estate for us has never been like the only answer. It's just been like, hey, this is pretty good. Like this works mm-hmm. out really well. If it was doing something else, we would do that. But what real estate gives us is full control. And maybe we're control freaks, Mm -hmm. but Nick and I both like Mike, and I think you're the same. I like having control of my life. So I'm like, I know what this property's worth. I know how much rent I'm going to get. I don't care if the CEO of some corporate company makes a decision that's incorrect and the stock plummets in half because my property, I know what I'm going to get for it. You know, and I know the value might go up and down, but I know rent, I'm pretty much going to get this. and, And it makes me sleep easy at night. So that's the biggest thing for me, for me personally. Somebody, somebody once told me, and I don't remember who it was. It might have been you, Tom. Uh, sure, if it's good, we'll to, take credit, full um, credit. Yeah, yeah. Invest in something that hurts if you drop it on your foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something right? real. Something that's not made of paper. Yeah. Like yeah. houses, gold, silver, yeah. like you say. T- totally. Totally. Um, it's not that you can't get some good dividend paying stock from sure. one of the Canadian banks. That's just going to be an absolute winner or whatever. It's just, I have less control over that. So I kind of lean towards this angle. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll say that I think there's a certain point and I'm sure 
there will be a point where you have enough equity and assets, maybe in real estate where you're like, oh, oh my gosh, you know what? We're going to do a refi on this property and we will go and invest in this other thing. Maybe in another business with a friend or something outside of real estate like that can happen, yeah. but it acts as a nice foundation. Absolutely. You know, um, absolutely. And yeah, we have a few other investments, but sure. Nothing of really course. And um, you mentioned that, yeah, like, like me, the RRSP thing. I've, I don't know if I've talked about this on this, like on a podcast before, but the reason I don't have RRSP stuff is I'm just convinced on the debt levels that I see that taxes are never going to go down right. and they're only going to go up. So why don't I just pay my fair share now and then I'll invest it in something else that I think is going to be good and I'm done with it. Exactly. Um, we, um, you know how people look at me when I tell them that? Yeah, yeah I have. Yes, I do. I know exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, because yeah, I, I get the do. same look. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, to me, um, investing in our de deferring your taxes until a time when you make less isn't very ambitious, is it? Yeah. Yeah. There's also yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, We're not planning I, I, to make I, less. I don't plan yeah. to make less. Yeah. 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 It's the one t quote unquote tax efficiency that I don't go after. Right. You know, I'm looking for all other tax efficiencies, sure. but not not that one. It's not really an efficiency. It's just a deferral, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, totally. so present day, you guys have nine properties under your portfolio, right? Yeah, although we, we need to qualify that that we live in one of them. Okay. Oh, okay. gosh. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, so you got yeah. eight. Have you ever had more than eight at one time? Yeah. We yeah. had 10. 10, okay. So you guys do not use property management. Never. Never. And you know a lot of people will come in um, who, are, who are new to real estate, and, and they may want to seek property management out right away and that may be for a good reason you guys yeah. you, you live in bury your properties are in bury but what advice do you give to somebody that may be questioning like oh my god you guys were managing 10 properties how do you do it like are the calls that many that frequent no they, they come in waves mm -hmm. so things usually happen in threes if you have a water problem you're usually going to have two more that have to do with water um but we will go a couple months where we don't have anything repairs or maintenance that's major I think sticking to our six-month visits, we're always on top of things. And also, we are always communicating with the, the tenants. You know, they'll text me if there was something that they took care of or, oh, here's an issue, but it's not major, and I'll kind of put it on my list, and Mike will go over on a weekend if we have time and, and fix it. Some people are going to listen to this, and uh, I myself, I do not visit the properties. <laughs> Right, I'll go buy a Christmas. I'll usually drop off a gift basket. We tell people too, but we yeah, don't either. Yeah, true. Yeah. So we go We are going to be asked 100. How do these guys do it? What do they say in there? What do they do? Yeah. So for the visits. Yeah. And again, we tell everybody right up front. We're we're coming to visit you twice a year. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll schedule it, and and it's all prefaced on a maintenance checklist, and specifically. Uh, validating smoke detectors. So are you going through with a clipboard yes. and should I say we have our binder? We don't <laughs> have the spreadsheet. Just one piece of paper okay. with like five tech and boxes. But I print that paper from the spreadsheet from a spreadsheet. Okay. And you don't find that's causing more work for you? Like there's all these mm. like little maintenance issues where people are pointing out where you know it's not a big deal and you don't even need to deal with it but all of a sudden no? You don't notice no, that? No, we really don't and, and a lot of the time um, we see the opposite. We have tenants that are like, oh, yeah, there's this little thing, but we'll take care of it. Oh, um, great. I think because we care, they, they don't want to put us out. I mean, we show up to these meetings with our kids. Um, so it can be a little bit hectic. It can yeah. be a little bit hectic. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, wow, I don't want to put this on Megan Mike. I could just, oh, I could just fix this little leak <laughs> in the faucet, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, so, no, and, and you know, the, the few problems that we have had, uh, two of them big ones, um, 
were because we didn't pay attention and, and things got out of hand. And had mm-hmm. we been at those houses every six months, they wouldn't have happened. Yeah, good point. Uh, so the, the biggest problems we have had, we, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I find the struggle with real estate that one of the tough parts is those calls, they come une- unexpectedly. Like oh, yeah. if someone told you on Tuesday at 10 a.m., um, I'm, te- I'm your tenant and I'll be calling you about a problem, then you could book it in your calendar. Oh, I wish. But those calls always come, I find, when it's like, oh, my God, really? I'm dealing with this now, you know? And... Uh, but uh, again, I'll refer back to what Nick always talks about. He's like, hey, you know what? If we count, because one, one year we had a problem with this one property and both of us were t- sharing uh, who's handling it. And he's like, you know what? It's really not that bad because if we look at how much that property appreciated this year alone and how much cash flow and we take that amount of money and divide it by the amount of hours spent dealing with it. So like if the phone call was like half an hour and then we had to spend another two to three hours arranging some contractors and getting it done and we divided the hours spent um, by the profit on that property that year, like you realize every phone call has been worth like eight thousand dollars yeah. or something. I think of it that way as well. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Our, and that our time changed equals my perspective. a certain amount of money. So, I don't know how much we're worth right now, but um <laughs> yeah, got it. It's but a lot. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and with the appreciation appreciation of the homes, it's been pretty good. It, that perspective but can save you. It can. And then once you have your systems, so if someone tells me now, oh I have a problem with something to do with plumbing, then I have my plumbing guy. So I can just, That's and huge. it's lovely yeah. when they text me. When they call me, I don't like it as much because I have to be prepared with my response and sometimes I'm not. And you know what? You're touching on something we've tried to offer here. You know how we keep referring, uh, Mike, I'll point, point to you about uh, you guys would call Mike. The whole idea in starting this is that we couldn't find a support system for investors. Mm-hmm. And we always felt like we were alone. And then if somebody called us or a tenant threatened us in some way with some weird thing, we always felt petrified. We didn't know where to go to. So the whole idea with this, the birth of Rockstar was, hey, why don't we just like create this like support system so that, and you guys have brought it up many times that you'll call Mike. The idea is that just having someone to call, even if Mike doesn't know the answer, but if he just says, you know what, I think someone else has been through this. I'll make a couple calls. I'll call you guys right back. You just know someone else is on your side and it feels so, I just feel like it's, it just makes the whole experience better. Whereas, but- Absolutely. There's, there's no question that, you know, I don't think we'd ever pulled this off on our own. Without, yeah, without yeah. you guys, without Mike, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and That's cool. You know, the, we, we work with Dave Butler another great resource for us you know if there's ever a finance question we reach out directly to dave he's uh, we've known him for a long time now and he always helps us out um yeah so to make it same with our lawyer and yeah and same with todd o'donnell from state farm too. yeah absolutely when we had the water leak in the yeah. and and when we had the cat problem at ward got it cat problem Cat urine? Oh, yeah. man. Cat there were urine. Like You're not even going to talk to me about cat urine. I want to bring up something on that, but I just want to wrap this point up on, on having that network is so valuable. Like, Megan, yeah. what you were saying, knowing who to call, mm-hmm. like knowing the plumber, the roofer, the lawyer, the accountant, the paralegal if you need mm-hmm. some. It's just so, it makes your life so much better because then the problems aren't really big problems. It's like, oh, that's happening. I've played this in my playbook before. I know mm-hmm. this problem. I'll call this person and this is what's going to happen. When was our last member event? It was uh, February 3rd. It was freezing, if you recall. The yeah. night prior, um, 10 o'clock at night, I got a call from a new tenant at one of my properties that, Mike, there's no heat. I'm like, oh, it was 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Called one of our contractors that we have, and he's like, Mike, I just walked in. I still have my uniform on. I just put my food in the microwave. He's like, 
what's the address? Gave him the address, he went over, and it was the thermostat. But do you honestly think that I can call some other company that would even pick up the phone at 10 o'clock at night and get somebody out there on a Saturday evening? No. Yeah. So just going back to the... the the, uh, the relationship, the network. Yeah, that we. It's yeah. the value. You, you are the value yeah. of your network, yeah. right? Like I, I remember the first time the we had to call an emergency plumber, and it was it was a nightmare, right? So, you know, somebody had flushed a toy down the toilet or something, and uh, it was a nightmare to get somebody to come now. Yeah, and uh, it cost us a lot of money, and now you know we have that network, and um, you know we got a That's call huge. a couple of years ago. It's raining in the living room, and. And we called Jorge, right? And Jorge was there in uh, in a couple of hours. Yeah, I think that's, that's between us all. I think that's the biggest thing we could trade back and forth between us. Those yeah. contacts, that network, and the the whole relationship between that. That's really been cool to see. And over the years, we've gotten a little bit better at getting more and more contacts into that network. For sure, yeah. Because in the beginning, and we've had bad contacts. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that, that, <laughs> yeah. It's going to go to that in the beginning. So have we? Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, yeah. when you don't have these uh, these connections, you're you're booking these contractors, you're finding them online, and you're ho hoping that Home Stars is. You know what's being said there the testimonies and whatnot are, are truthful but uh you call the contractor out you're probably going to go there as well you never met this contractor before and uh make sure the job is done right but after building this strong network you know you're no longer going out there you're making the call having the contractor connect with the tenant contractor goes over there takes care of the issue flips you the bill and and you're good and having said that have you guys used that is it giphy app yet oh yeah that I has been that. huge right. there's an app yeah. called i think it's giphy yeah. where you put it on your phone. It's a Toronto-based company. I kind of reached out to them, but I didn't get a big response. I wanted to talk to them. Yeah. You can put in plumbing and book somebody at like 9 p.m. at night, and they get a response. There's a GPS tracker. You see them driving to your property. Oh, wow. They will meet with your tenant, fix the problem, bill it all. It's been fantastic. For small jobs, it's really been fantastic. I'm going to pull up on my phone just to tell you guys. Yeah, that, that one's really good. And trustitpros.ca has been uh, a savior too a couple times. As well. When it's a very unique situation, like one, one of mine was, for instance, uh, caulking. Of all things, and you got someone yeah, else trusted pros. Trusted pros, yeah. Yeah, this app is Jiffy, J I F F Y. Got it. It's yeah. been so good. Holy I smokes! You said that, yeah, because yeah, I in my own house I had just a a, a faucet problem that I need to fix in the kitchen, and it was like Sunday night at 9 p.m. I had a busy day Monday. Someone told me about this app. I went on at 9 p.m. By 10 p.m. I had someone accept the job, say they'd be there tomorrow morning first thing. You get an alert on your phone that they're driving to your house. They fixed the problem. They left the through the app. I put in my visa number and paid. It was beautiful. Anyway, just keep it in mind. Yeah, yeah, good for sure. So I, you know, Abigail's gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. But just if someone's starting now, what would you share either to yourselves eight or nine or ten years ago, or to someone starting out who's thinking, who's having these thoughts? Tenants are gonna da damage my property. I don't know how I'll recover from that. I'm gonna have a sinkhole in my lawn. I've never, you know, I don't know how I'm gonna recover from that. I don't know how, guys. It sounds really cool that you have all these properties, but I'm not someone who's ever gonna be able to have more than one property. And by the way, I think one property can change your financial life. But like someone who's thinking that way, listening to this, what would you tell them? Is there anything that you would say? Hey, here's what we thought. You guys just plowed in. I, yeah, we, yeah, did. we we did we did we just did it and we're still I, doing it i think stick with your systems yeah. if something comes up figure out who's going to deal with it and deal with it and then that happened last week and now this week look at your equity and cash flow and just keep keep going keep moving yeah yeah cool guys i appreciate this awesome you know um thanks guys i know you're coming down from barry we're in oakville 
Uh, Abigail's here running around. We'll wrap this up. But really, thank you from the bottom of our hearts sharing this information and kind of sharing your experience. Really, this means a lot to us. So, Mike, thanks for jumping on this call. Absolutely. Mike DeZormo. It's a pleasure. Yeah, so well, thank you. Thanks, thanks to you, Tom, and, and Mike and uh, Rockstar. I mean, it, this has for sure changed our lives. Yeah, cool. Thanks, guys. Cool. Thank you very thanks, much. Guys. Awesome. Hey, it's Tom Kradz again. So hopefully you enjoyed that episode. And just as a reminder, if you'd like to get a, a free digital copy of the book that we discussed briefly on the episode, you can go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books and you can get a digital copy there. You don't have to buy it on Amazon, but if you want to buy that Income for Life book on Amazon, have at it. It's there as well, uh, but you can get the digital copy of it for free at rockstarinnercircle.com slash books. So we're busy with uh, working on a few more episodes. I'm not going to uh, give you any insight into them just yet, but just want to thank everybody for giving us different feedback about the podcast, for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate this. This has really been a fun experience so far, and we're looking forward to giving a lot more great content. Talk to you soon. Until next time, your life, your terms.